into movies I've seen, the podcast that is as impatient as it is charming and adorable. I think that's accurate. I'm Jackie Falco. Today's episode is a small one. I got advance passes to go see Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret, the adaptation of the classic Judy Bloom novel. I was really excited to see it. I saw the Lionsgate email and I jumped on it. I had seen the trailer, and honestly, I did, like, tear up at the trailer a little bit. It looked real cute. It got me in a soft spot. Anyway, Sam and I went. We had a great time. We liked the movie. I got a commemorative cup. You can see a picture of it on Instagram. We just had a nice time watching it. We had an even nicer time talking about it, honestly. The movie is directed by Kelly Fremen Craig, and it stars Rachel McAdams, Abby Ryder Fortson, and Kathy Bates is also in it as the grandmother. So here is our discussion of the film. Okay, Sam, we went to see Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, uh, in an advanced screening, and it was adorable. It really was, yeah. You've heard of the book before. Absolutely. It's a Judy Bloom classic. But you've never read it. No, I have never read it. It's not... Um... It was never pitched to me as a child, <laughs> surprisingly, right? It's not recommended reading for adolescent boys? No, I was told to read Monster. <laughs> What's that? Oh, it's about a kid who's in a gang and he goes to jail. Oh, so I'm in my 30s. Barely. I felt like I was one of the younger people at the theater. The theater was chock full of middle-aged women. No, um, I did see a, a rather large cluster of gir- of girls your age, actually. Oh, well, yeah. I'm They still... were all sitting, like, dead center in the middle of the theater, though. It was chock full of middle-aged women. Absolutely, Me yeah. among them. You're, you're not a middle-aged woman. I... You are barely in your 30s. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it was a wonderful screening experience. They were all crying by the end. It was really sweet and nice. <laughs> it was. That book was definitely a touchstone for maybe a whole generation of women. Yeah. Just when we mentioned to Dara that we were going to see the movie, she immediately like stood up and started doing the, we must, we must increase our bus thing. And I died laughing. But like, she knew exactly what it was about. Yeah. She remembered it completely. It's very crystallized and clear. It's a wonderful book. That's the impression that I get from every, like, every female that I have spoken to about this book knows about it and just seems to remember it very fondly. So I get it. It's like a, it's like a keystone piece of literature for lady kind. I think so. So let's talk about the movie. I can't speak to how close of an adaptation this was because I haven't read the book for 30 years, but as a movie, it was very good. Yeah. The writing was really strong throughout. I think that the acting was maybe the best part. Yeah, fantastic performances all around. Speaking as an outsider who has never read the book, I didn't really know. I knew what the basic premise was, obviously. Coming of age tale. learning A girl learning to find herself as a woman. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I got what we were going into. Mm-hmm. And, but like as an outsider, just looking at it as a film, uh, it was very well made. Great acting, great writing, shot perfect for what it, exactly what it needed to be, and um, I actually really liked a lot of the editing stuff they did, too, because it was pretty creative for the genre that it's doing, especially. Yeah, it kept it pretty lively. 
and a lot of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty friendly as far as like 11 or 12 year old coming of age stories go. I tend to like them a little bit on the dark side, honestly. Um, Stand by me. (laughs) Want to see a dead body? (laughs) But I was like, when is she going to get kidnapped? (laughs) What's happening? Is the mailman going to kidnap her? (laughs) (laughs) But but in this movie, like, I wasn't missing that at all. No. I was enraptured. I was caught up. I was, like, partially anesthetized with nostalgia for the whole thing. I don't know if you could see how early it was happening to me. I know that I grew up in the 80s and 90s, and this film is set... In New Jersey. In New Jersey. And this film is set in 1970 in New Jersey. It's not that different. I had the phones that she had. Like, (laughs) I had one of the skirts that she had. Mm -hmm. I didn't dress exactly like her. I have never seen a movie that I can point to more and say, that is exactly what my childhood was like. Really? This, every single scene in this was so relatable. Hmm. Every single one, I have never felt more represented in film, (laughs) except maybe Jennifer's body. Well, that's later. That's a different coming of age show. Sure is. <laughs> I was shocked. I don't think about my childhood that much, mm-hmm. but like watching every just break down the sort of like facets of the the story. Yeah what's what's the movie about, Jackie? Margaret Simons moves to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. She makes some new friends. She why goes, is she moving to New Jersey? It doesn't matter. Her family moves to New Jersey. She (laughs) makes some new friends. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have to try very hard. There's just girls in the neighborhood and they want to be friends with her. Sure. And Sometimes it happens. Yeah. And she goes to school and her teacher's fine. Mm -hmm. And there's a boy that she likes. And she's just progressing uh, through puberty and development at a normal pace. But, like, she's also very conscientious of it. Her friends are talking about it a lot. And she starts to get impatient with it. The, like, framing device for all of this is Margaret's conversations with God as she conceptualizes God. Yeah, she's trying to understand God as she's trying to understand herself. Yeah, the movie sets up the conflict of Margaret's lack of affiliated religion as basically the main problem of the film and it's the theme that carries her throughout that's the journey that she's on Mm -hmm. is to find what religion she belongs to in 1970 new jersey her mother was christian and her father is jewish and they don't celebrate religious holidays i i liked that element of the movie a lot actually her quest to find belonging extends to every facet of her life, really. And the religious aspect of it is just one part of it, but like it is the, it's the lens that she chooses to view her journey through. Well, it's the lens the movie views the journey through. Right. It's, it's the most baseline one that she can conceive of at at the time, because everything in her life is so weird and new and incomprehensible. It's moving at a breakneck speed. Yeah. And so she deals with it by turning to this other thing that's been a weird, unspoken 
uncertainty in her life, which is like, who even is God? Right. She's never had a formal relationship with God. She's never really been exposed to organized religion, but she's heard of God. Yeah. And she knows other people like him. And (laughs) when she's alone and she's praying, she does feel like someone's listening. That's why she keeps talking. Yeah. That's why she keeps reaching out. So I like her sense of self-assuredness that like what she's experiencing is real and she's just searching for a place to plant that flower that's blooming, you know? Yeah. And the concept of God, I think she, I think in the end, what she concludes is that it doesn't really matter if God is there or is listening because the title pretty much sums it up. It's, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. She even says at one point, like, I don't know if God's there. I wonder if it's just me. Even if you're just talking to yourself, as long as it's doing something for you, that's what matters. The process is the thing. Yeah. Mm. Self-exploration and self-conceptualizing and just becoming self-aware. It's it's all... It's all good. Interesting. There's no wrong way to do it. I mean, I was raised with religion. Yeah. But I do sort of think of it now like, I don't care if anything I believe isn't right. It seems real enough to me. Yeah. And it's not hurting you to believe these things, and and it only is helping. My favorite atheist was an old man from Shady Hills named Jack, and he said, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in love. Because I can feel love in my heart. And I, I will never forget that. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the essence of, the, of this story, too. The most dramatic things that are happening in the movie are Margaret's relationships with her friends. She moves to town, and some girl just shows up at her house, and she's like, hey, do you want to come out and play? And she's very bossy, and her name's Nancy. Kudos to that realtor, by the way, <laughs> for, like, passing out flyers to the other kids. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I was seven years old, we moved to a new neighborhood in Cherry Hill. And there was a daycare up the street that my mom took my little sister to. And there was a girl my age. And she came over and said, do you want to play? And we were best friends for like 10 years. Maybe 12. Yeah. Hmm. We were always around in each other's lives. We got along pretty good. And so like. That it just happens. That sweet familiarity, that like spot in your life when you're a child, but you have the independence to leave your house and you just like kind of go to other people's houses and you see things in the world without your parents there to supervise you for the first time. You're exploring. It was so nice to see Margaret do it. And the movie doesn't focus on it really and it doesn't cut to reaction shots of her most of the time it does notice the things that she notices sometimes yeah if the movie does anything almost perfectly it is putting you into the perspective of margaret of the perspective of being a child because like you said that not carefree but like that sense of possibility and (laughs) that's what i think the movie captures better than anything honestly it is really difficult for me to parse out the movie from my own experience because I feel like they're so closely lined up. So one of the big things in the movie is Margaret is trying to will 
herself to start <laughs> menstruating. She prays to God to give her her period. That's what she wants. It's a mark of maturity. It will put her developmentally ahead of her friends, which she wants to be, or at least with them. It seems like it stems from a desire to be out of the awkward phase that she's in right now, where she's not quite a child anymore, but she's not quite a teenager yet. She's literally 12 years old. It's tween years. She's 11. Oh, yeah, she's 11. She's like, I'm almost 12. I haven't grown up. (laughs) I did not have the language to articulate this at the time, but when I try to remember now what things were like at that age. The scene towards the end when Margaret comes in and her mom says, come sit with me. And she's like, I don't want to. I don't feel like talking. And her mom says, I know, just come sit anyway. And Margaret slowly walks into the room. Yeah. And there's, it's daylight. There's not a spotlight on her. But the way that she was walking, the way she moved, it looked like there was a spotlight on her. She moved with a shyness and an awkwardness in her own home in front of her own mother, like what would otherwise be a comfortable situation. And I deeply identify, like I know that feeling. What I know now as an adult is that there wasn't a spotlight, Mm -hmm. but it felt like there was for so long. Yeah, it captures this idea. You can tell me if I'm wrong about your perspective on this. The vibe that I got from the scene, and maybe that's what you were feeling, was that Margaret was, I mean, her mom's very kind and considerate and very open with her and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, that's one of the times where she regards Margaret as, like, a person, not as, like, just her child. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, like... She doesn't, like, order her to come back and talk to her. She's like, I know, I don't really want to talk either, but, like, we should talk because it'll help make the situation better. She She approaches her as, like, a fully formed human being and, like, explains to her why she needs to talk to her. And so that's why maybe that's what causes the spotlight effect to occur is because Margaret feels really seen by this person that she's regarded you know, as a higher being her entire existence up to this point. Because, like, you know, she kind of does worship her mom a little bit. I don't think that's what's happening. No? Not at all? No. Because it's the same awkwardness when she's, like, in her room and she's, like, playing around and stuffing her bra (laughs) and just, like, goofing off and being silly and exploring, like, herself. Right, but that's by herself, though. Right, when her mom knocks on the door... And she, you know, like, goes to hide the things that she doesn't want her mom to see. And then she's, like, just standing there in that same, like, emotional spotlight. Mm. It's the same sort of thing. And I I think for me, if I'm remembering correctly, which my memory's not great, but if I'm remembering correctly, I think that knowing how to deal with a situation, how to function in a situation, and, like, what to expect from it makes that spotlight go away. Like, knowing how I can get myself out of things, feeling like I have more control over the situation, that Mm -hmm. makes the spotlight go away. 
I mean, that makes sense. The entire metaphor you're using is a spotlight. So in this metaphor, you're on a stage and things are out of your control. You're expected to do a thing and you have to figure out what that thing is in order to get out of the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Metaphor complete. <laughs> well done. I just want to say the the, the sanitary napkins, the pads, they looked exactly the same when I was that age. I don't know why everything looked the same, but it did. It's because it's New Jersey. Maybe. It's not just New Jersey. I'm just making a joke. But, like, I feel like, you know, that kind of stuff didn't change that much for those two decades. 70s and the 80s, there wasn't that much difference in terms of, like, aesthetic appearances in suburbia. That's true. Just, like, changes in fashion things like that, but, you know, school facilities looked basically the same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, even up, to, like, the area I grew up in was kind of newish, mm -hmm. but, like, I still saw a lot of that stuff, like, uh, the, the the Aurora Theater that I did a lot of shows at, um, like, a lot of the architecture in there was from, like, the 60s, maybe earlier, so, like, I saw that stuff. I went to the same elementary school that my father went to. Okay, yeah. I grew up in the same house that my father grew up in. Mm -hmm. I had the same sixth grade teacher that my dad had. <laughs> yeah. His name was Mr. Brubaker. That's funny. It was funny. Yeah. It just, it was, it was a trip to see all that stuff and to see my own childhood on film. And I wasn't expecting it at all. And it wasn't jarring or sad or scary or any of the stuff that I usually associate with, like, strongly remembering my past. Yeah, you expect it to be confrontational and semi-traumatizing. But, like, I think that's just because, you know, you know how I'm a, I'm a catastrophizer sometimes. Yes. Um, you're a retro catastrophizer. Oh, thank you. You hyper-focus on the worst things a lot of the time. Because those are the things that stick with you for obvious reasons. But, like, when you're confronted with this very... It, it feels crazy at the time, and it feels traumatizing at the time, but it's normal. It's all normal. And you realize that later on, and I watch you go through that sometimes, where you do remember stuff occasionally, and it's just like, oh, yeah. And then you, like, tuck yourself in with that nice... <laughs> comforter. This whole movie was that. This whole movie was a, a weird ride of like watching this little girl be adorable and try to figure out the world and watching her perform a story that I knew very well mm -hmm. and also like seeing it reflected in the trappings of my own childhood. It was very interesting, heartwarming, very kind. I can't say enough. It was a gentle movie. It was. It was very sweet. It wasn't over-sexualized. Oh, thank God, no. I'm, I was aware of this book, yeah. just from the zeitgeist perspective. And when I first saw the trailer for this, I thought it was going to be something completely different. I thought it was going to be like, um, I don't know... Like you said, like over-sexualized kind of like... Or any... There were no raunchy jokes, really. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was going to be raunchy and annoying and like, oh, look how crazy these children are being. Growing up it sure was gross. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, but it wasn't that at all. And I, it was no. very sweet and earnest. And I made the Judy Bloom connection later on, which is when I started like actually being interested in seeing the film. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, she, she doesn't write that. I think it was compassionate and gentle filmmaking and mm-hmm. directing that allowed the scenes of the girls exploring like the ideas about their bodies changing and not really intertwining that with like becoming sexually expressive. Yeah. That having a book with a page titled Boys I Like and pretending that you have breasts, <laughs> like <laughs> those are just that's just burgeoning. It's Yeah. And it's fine. Yeah. And it's not anything to be worried about. No. And it's not anything to be mocked, really. It's silly. And it's... Well, yeah, but kids are silly. Yeah. Kids are ridiculous in everything that they do. Why would this be any different? (laughs) Perfectly natural. Yeah. It was really, really great direction. And Rachel McAdams... She did... Oh, my God. She was great in this. She, she was, was fantastic. Great in this. You know what the saddest thing is? Is like, so she's been nominated for an Oscar before, but like, has she's, she? Yeah, she's never won though. I honestly think this is a great role. It's it a great performance. Really is. And I feel like if people cared about these kinds of movies more, it would be in the running for something like that. But I don't think it will be, and that's kind of a shame. It is because. Movies don't have to be, you know, such a bummer all the time. Right. You can just have it be a normal level of a bummer. Like, sometimes there's bummer things that happen in our lives. And, you know, you just deal with that. I saw that trailer for that Mark Ruffalo film about the Nazis. Oh, God. And I'm just like, I'm done. No more Nazi shit. No. If you want to blow up Nazis, maybe I'll watch that. Sisu. I'll go see it. Yeah. But I don't want to see any more... Sad movies where Nazis are being evil to people. Yeah. And we can't do anything about it. I'm done with that. Yeah, no. You can have them either turn into monsters and be killed by good guys. Overlord. Overlord. Or you can have some crazy cowboy stab them in the head with a bowie knife. Sisu. Oh, I thought you were saying Fury. (laughs) No. (laughs) Cowboys... Versus Nazis is a great genre. I love it. Or Indiana Jones. I I know the movie's probably going to be terrible, but I can I can let Indiana Jones punch a few more Nazis before he's done. Well, that's pre-established. That's yeah. fine. But yeah, I yeah, we don't need more of that stuff. I love really dark and very dramatic and really sad movies. And also, I really like this nice movie. Yeah. Sometimes and... you you need that light to balance out the, the darkness. It's nice. It is. It's like sitting next to a warm fire on a chilly evening. I would honestly recommend this movie to anyone. Yeah, same. Honestly. Like, from an outsider's... Like, you're you're a, a woman, so you personally connect with the very Indeed, the messaging of the movie and the perspective of it and everything. From an outsider perspective, as a man who never went through any of these specific things, there's still relatable material to be found here. You could... You can glean things from Margaret's story, even if you are a man. Like... I don't see why not. Growing up is awkward as hell. And they show that men are like they Margaret doesn't know because she's not going through the same thing, 
and boys are kind of like aliens to her at that point. Yeah. But like they do show because the audience can see it. Uh, like the other boy in her class. What was his name? Leroy. Something like that. Leroy was the handsome one. The the one uh, the one slightly awkward boy who was very nice and seemed pretty happy with himself. And yeah, just like but like the the boys are going through the same kind of thing. You you just can't see it from the other side. And as somebody who was a boy going through weird awkward adolescence. Was adolescence awkward for you too? It was extremely awkward for me too. Huh. Um, weird. Yeah, it's so weird how these universal things just happen to everyone. We have so much in common. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's relatable. Adolescence is weird. Adolescence is fucked up sometimes. And, uh, you know, you gotta just get through it the best you can. I would recommend it to anybody as well. As a cynical person myself. I don't think... You're not as cynical as you pretend to be. Well... You're... I steeled myself against finding Dory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was difficult, though, wasn't it? I was like, they're not going to get me with those big eyes. Try some character development, idiots. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... Uh, you're not as cynical as you think you are. Well, thank you. You are... A marshmallow wearing armor. Was there anything you didn't like about the movie? Honestly, no. There there was nothing that I didn't like about the movie. Uh, it wasn't too long. No bad performances. Nothing felt disingenuous or forced or preachy or stupid. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing to complain about in the film. No, it was all very natural, nice, welcoming, kind... Yeah. It's it's the epitome of slice of life. Yeah, it was really nice. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for listening. I guess I probably did expect to have that many personal reactions to a sweet story about an adolescent girl feeling awkward. That really seems like material I can wrap my head around. But I was glad to share them all with you. And thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, there's a Patreon. Find me on Instagram at Movies I've Seen Pod and subscribe. I hope you have a really great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.